Welcome to Say What, an ESL podcast for speakers all over the world with advice, tips, and stories to tell. I'm your host, Wanda Atkins. Welcome to Episode 7, Season 2. We go from legacy to identity. Today's guest is Jade, and it's early in the morning. She's going to take the time to explain to us what it feels like to be adopted and to go back into her past to find out a new identity. Just listen. Oh, Jade. Finally, Jade. (laughs) Jade is far, far, far away. Thank you for so being with us, being with us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, Jade uh, was one of the first people that I contacted when I started the podcast um, last year in the, in uh, 2020. And finally, in 2021, <laughs> we're actually speaking. This is great. <laughs> So where are you you now? So at the moment, I'm in Ho Chi Minh City, which is in the south of Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been here for one year and a half. Even if before I came like for, you know, internship and small period in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Um, And myself, I am Vietnamese. I was adopted. So... Uh, when I was baby, I have uh, my French family that came for me, and then I went back to France and uh, grew up in France. <laughs> okay, okay. Hmm. Do you can you consider yourself French today? Yeah, that's actually it's funny question because like when I was in France when I was young younger, um, I never had any problem of racism or things like that but uh, you know people would point out the fact that I'm Vietnamese Mm -hmm. so when I went to Vietnam I was like okay I'm going maybe to feel like I'm Vietnamese you know part of the the people here and actually they made me feel I'm I am not Vietnamese I am French so they so it's you know it's like being in being two different cultures so not easy to find the right place. I don't know if you see what I mean, but yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to, you it's up to you. You could tell us your story, what it was like for you to, you know, go through all this growing up, and then you know where you are now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, I think for adoption, it it might be different for everybody and the way parents will talk about this. So for me, you know, I don't remember a day where my parents, where I learned that I was adopted. It's like something that I always knew. Mm-hmm. So there, there is no shock. Oh, I never felt bad about uh, the situation or, you know, at some depressed moment so because they made everything very easy and smooth so it was it was quite um you know they they talked to me about this very very easily and for me it was not a problem um 
but I have another example, which is from my brother. So he was adopted also in Vietnam okay. uh, two years after. So he is from the same orphanage, but is not my, is obviously not my brother from the same blood, but mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it's different for a boy, you know, but I think he lived the, the adoption a bit differently than me mm-hmm. it, maybe it was a bit more difficult for him to accept when he, he was I think 10 or 15 years old it was a bit more difficult to accept this than what it was with me so yeah it's it's really up to to people and how they will perceive this mm-hmm. um, so until I was 20, I never felt the need to um, to go back to Vietnam. I, I, I did not want to go back there because I did not feel attached or any roots, you know, even if um, sometimes my family or some friends or people I would meet, they would say, yes, it's Vietnam, so you should, you should go back. It's your, you should feel... Um, emotional about this country because this is where you were born etc so but until 20 I never felt you know um, no connection with Vietnam actually Mm. so when I was at the university I had a class about the Vietnam war and this is when I had a kind of uh, you know um, I wanted I realized that I wanted to discover a bit more about Vietnam so between my bachelor and master, I decided to take a gap year and to use this year to go to Vietnam. And um, yeah, it's it's from being 2021 that I realized that it was something that I'm happy I'm happy actually to be to to be back here in Vietnam. And I have tried, you know, to experience the life here. Yeah. Um, um, first, like I came, I came as a volunteer in an orphanage. I teach English, and I wanted to try to to come with internship. And then now I wanted to come back and see how it is to work here. And you know, from each experience that I had in Vietnam, um, the the feelings and well totally not the same ah, so, okay. so it's, it's really not the same like to be to volunteer somewhere or to mm. teach or to do an internship you know like for a small short period and then to come to come walking in a country it's different you will be differently perceived by people and you will have diff- different behavior or feelings so yeah it's ah. Quite interesting to experience. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because you get to see how people live, but from a different standpoint. And and I'm I'm guessing that you fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to explain because <laughs> um, I I always felt the, the need to come back here, even if it's not a a strong need but I wanted to come back I don't know mm. how to explain this but it's like you know I couldn't have gone everywhere in Vietnam mm. but I always came back in the south mm-hmm. which is like about um, 
three hours. I'm living in Ho Chi Minh City, which is about three hours from where uh, I was born. Okay. And you know, like last year, so now I'm 25. Last year, only I decided to come back to the orphanage where where I was born. Wow. So hmm. um, I have actually a friend who offered to help me, you know, to find some information about my biological parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, about this, I was curious about the fact to maybe find some information, but it was just a kind of curiosity. It was not a need. Um, when I talk to people about adoption, they will sometimes they can feel sorry or they will feel not comfortable. But mm-hmm. you know, it's I don't know. I mean, like sometimes I I remember that sometimes I used to say like, oh I, yeah, I'm adopted, and some people they would just say, oh um sorry about that, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand why they say why they say sorry, but uh, this is like you know an answer that kind of mocked me so I, mm-hmm. I did not really understand what to say that and yeah so maybe it's why I never feel a deep connection to to the need to find who were my, my my parents you know or stuff like that yeah but still like my friend offered me to to do the research it's it's quite complicated because there were no information about my my family, you know, they when they will give up the baby, they will sign a book. They will um, maybe put some information about the situation that they have. Yeah. But for me, they did not do that. Huh. Um, they did it for my brother. So when I went back to this orphanage, I learned the story of my brother. Wow. And actually, I felt even if I, you know, like adoption, it's like something went wrong before. So mm. this is why you, they had to, to put us in this orphanage. And when I learned the story of my brother, I kind of felt a bit sad for him. I don't know why. So mm. yeah, I was a bit emotional about learning why he was he has been in this situation, mm-hmm. but so yeah. For me, I could not find any information in the fact that I see that my brother was um, um, that the situation of my brother could be that sad. I think it does not push me to mm. keep going, you know, yeah. in the in the research because it takes time. You need a lot of paper you need to make a lot of research if you make some announcement like in the newspaper or on the tv uh, okay this person was born in 95 and um, is looking for families and you will have a lot of answers but it's not um it's not your real family you know it will be people trying to take money from you so for vietnam it's uh, it's special, I think, maybe to find yeah, a family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you know because they they are poor. So if they see that you you are now a foreigner, you are yeah, I'm mm. French and uh, I have more money maybe than some Vietnamese. So they will try to you know um, 
ask me money because they say they know someone who know my family blah, blah, blah. Mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you know the, yeah, the hustle the hustle <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm not feeling you know i don't think i i don't feel it's worth for me to put so much energy when i don't feel the need for this <laughs> yeah 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 definitely i could i could understand i can understand yeah and and so now, now that you're there, how do you feel part of the country? How do you feel in the country? Mm, so it's when I came the first time, I was alone. I came here alone, and uh, I think I enjoyed a lot Vietnam um, because I was very well welcomed by Vietnamese locals. Um, but since I came back, um, so one year and a half ago, I came back with my boyfriend, and um, the well, the, the the way they perceived me was a bit different mm. because um, how to say um, there is a there is a a belief from uh, some people, I would say, that uh, maybe uh, Vietnamese girls, they would tend to be in a relationship with some foreign men just for money or something like this. So because of this, um, I had a different experience and when I was alone in Vietnam. Wow. For example, like um, I felt it from my neighbors, the first house we had, the, the neighbors were kind of hostile, you know, because mm. they they looked at me and they were like, oh, uh, you are Viet you look Vietnamese, but you don't speak Vietnamese to her. So why, you know, they, they thought I was a liar because mm. I just wanted to be in a relationship with, uh, with some men and, and don't, and that I was just lying, you know, but the whole situation oh. so this is something that actually did not happen all the previous trips so mm -hmm. you know it's 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 a bit strange because when i was alone all the people they were like oh you are vietnamese but you don't speak vietnamese it's okay so can you tell me more about france blah, blah, blah. but yeah here when you you come with someone else uh, yeah maybe the perception can be different Mm. At least, um, actually, you know, like Ultimate City, it's divided in some um, districts, and um, some are more locals than others. There are some some districts that where only live, you know, expat and foreigner. But um, I decided that I did not want to live in this part and try, you know, the the real Vietnamese life. So mm -hmm. I. We, we stayed in a in a very local house in a small alley and like you it's it's kind of very small and um, yeah like I learned about how uh, I mean it's it's part of the culture you know for Vietnamese to talk a lot about what is happening and gossiping and everything. So yeah, this is one side of Vietnam that I did not know before. And I was a bit, you know, not sad, but like um, maybe it was not 
the same like I, I experienced before. So mm. I'm actually happy that I came back to work to mm. have this experience because obviously learn, it learned me some a lot of stuff, but still, you know, it's like a, a so-so experience for me, I think. <laughs> it's called life, dear. It's called life. <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 yeah yeah um because if you think of it um the beauty of the country itself might be the part that you know makes it all worthwhile (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if you had one word to describe vietnam what would that be Oh, um, <laughs> it's really <laughs> difficult enough. Um, uh, I know. <laughs> um, one word to describe it. Um, uh, well, I'm not sure it's the appropriate word. I would say that this is the country that, which is kind of easy to live mm-hmm. in. Uh, because like um, um, this is actually one of the things that I like the most like being in Vietnam it's like everything it's easier here like less paperwork and everything you need you will always find a solution easily people are always happy to help and very welcoming and this is something that I don't cannot find in France, I think. So yeah, this is, this is, I think the main thing that I like about Vietnam is like, everything can be easy. (laughs) Everything can be easy. Living life is easy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, this is an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your story because, you know, it's it's uh, very very uh, intimate, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm quite sure there there are um, other people who can relate, you know, to your story in a way, and um, this is going to help them too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much, so much again. And um, I hope we'll stay in touch uh, because I'm going to keep on following you because you have beautiful, beautiful (laughs) pictures (laughs) on your Instagram. Thank you so much. It makes me, you know, makes you dream when you see it. It's like, oh my goodness, wow. You know, it's like a film. Oh, it's nice. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you very much. (laughs) It is just so wonderful, so wonderful. So I'm going to keep on following you and and checking you out and seeing what you're doing. And um, just enjoy the easy. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy Uh, it. (laughs) Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Next up, why do people like ASMR? Come and find out. See you again soon. Bye.